Thank you for listening to the Radiant Church Podcast. For more information, visit us at weareradiant.com. Well, what is up, Radiant Church? Are you glad that you're at church today? I'm glad that you're here. If I haven't had a chance to meet you, my name is Aaron Burke. I'm the lead pastor here at Radiant Church. One church, four locations. We got St. Petersburg and Brandon and the Heights here in South Tampa. And those that are online also, we love you guys. I was just there on Facebook Live checking out the comments, seeing who's with us. We're glad that you're with us today. And I saw a bunch of orange bags here at South Tampa. So I know they're at all of our locations. So if you're a guest with us today, you're in the right place. You're at the right church. I believe God's going to have a message just for you. So Radiant Church, can we give it up for our guests that are with us one more time? All right, we are in part two of a series called Daddy Issues, where we're helping walk through some of the issues that we all have because we are raised by humans. And we all, because we are raised by humans, um, have disappointment and struggles and issues that we're all moving through. And I said last week, if you don't deal with your issues, your issues will eventually deal with you. So we're kind of tackling them during this series. And so if you missed week one, you can go on and check it out. But what we did this last week is we put out a social media push to say, say, hey, what are some of the crazy things that your dad or your mom told you growing up that were just not true? And they told you and you believed them and then you came to realize that they were not true. And we had some great videos submitted. So check this out. What's up, Radiant? One thing my dad always told me that ended up not being true was that our dishwasher was broken, and that's why we had to wash all the dishes by hand. Uh, I was in, like, first grade, and I started noticing that all of my friends were getting gifts from this alleged Easter bunny, and I had never heard of him before. So I went home, and I asked my dad, Dad, why aren't I getting gifts from the Easter bunny? And he straight up told me that the reason I wasn't getting gifts for Easter is because the Easter bunny only developed delivers gifts to white kids. And because I was Hispanic, the Easter Bunny wasn't going to be visiting my home. So my husband was told by his dad that fried rice is fried lice and roast beef is roast beast from Dr. Seuss and didn't figure out that that wasn't the case until he was much, much older. As a child, my father had me convinced that all swimming pools had urine detectors. If I peed in the pool, the pool would turn red. It was pretty genius. It's funny. I don't care what you say right there. We all had those moments where we were raised believing things that just weren't true. And so what we're doing is we're taking this series to try to really figure out what are those things we should believe about ourselves? What are those things that we should have been spoken over us? And so we're looking at it, evaluating the life of Jesus and his relationship with his heavenly father. And I believe that Jesus was so effective here on this earth because he knew what his heavenly father believed about him. And when you have a real understanding of what God says about you, you're able to walk more effectively in every area of your life. So we only have two um, times throughout the scripture where we see the heavenly father being uh, speaking verbally to Jesus, his son. And so I want to show you both of them during this series because it's interesting. If God was only going to speak twice, then you would think he would say two different things, but he said the exact same thing twice. Here's the first one in Mark 
chapter one, it's when Jesus is being baptized. He comes up out of the water and he saw heaven being torn open and the spirit descending on him like a dove. And here it is. And a voice from heaven said, and this is what God spoke over him. You are my son whom I love and with you I am well pleased. Now it's interesting to make a point to say that this was said over Jesus before he ever did ministry. Someone needs to know that God is pleased with you before you ever do anything else. Can I hear a good amen? And then later on in Jesus' life, three years later into his ministry, there's a moment called the transfiguration where Jesus brings couple of his disciples of a mountain and he's shown to be God in the flesh and it's this incredible moment and on that mountain yet again God the Father speaks and this is what it says in Matthew chapter 17 while he was still speaking a bright, bright cloud covered them and a voice from heaven said this is my son whom I love with him I am well pleased two different instances the exact same thing spoken over him. Why? Because I think it's what every child needs. It's what you need in your life today. And it's three things. Write it down. He says, you are my son, which we all need acceptance. We talked about that last week and talked about the need to feel acceptance and how do we get over the rejection in our life. We overcome man's rejection by embracing God's acceptance. And I want you to know God accepts you. That's good news for us today. And then today we're going to talk about where he says, whom I love, which is the need that we all have for affection. We're going to talk about your love life today. It's going to be a good one. It's going to get real. There's some people that are watching. You got some teenagers at home or some young adults at home. You need to share this message with them. This will change their whole life. So we talk about love today. And then I'll finish out the series next week with this phrase, I am well pleased. And we all need this as children. We all need affirmation. We need a good attaboy. You're doing a good job. And I'm going to show you next week what God is speaking over your life, even if nobody else has said it over your life before. Here's our issue, is that we go to humans to find these three things. But the problem with going to humans, and you can write it in your notes, is this, is that our greatest needs are fulfilled partially in people, but they're fulfilled perfectly in God. So if you will find your acceptance and your affection and your affirmation in God, then during this series, I believe you will be set free from all of those times in your life that your parents didn't add up or the struggle with your parents or your dad. I want you to know God will bring you freedom today if you find that in God. Are you ready for it? Say yes. Yeah. All right. We're going to talk about week two, and you can put the title of the message right there in your notes, Looking for Love in All the wrong places, all the wrong places. It, there isn't a more confusing topic than the topic we are gonna talk about today. It has caused more heartache, more stress, more conflict, made you have more sleepless nights than anything else is this word love. And the reason why this word is so confusing is because in English, it does not really define what love really is. Because we say love for everything. I, I, love, uh, I love food. I love tacos. I love Tampa Bay. I love uh, my kids. I love my car. I love that new show on Netflix. Everybody, you love everything. But the problem with it is if you love everything, do you really even love anything? 
And so you're training up a generation that loves tacos and with the same word loves God. There's an issue. I sit there and I thought about it the other day. I was making breakfast for my kid. And I was my kids. I was like, I love bacon. And my kids were like, Yeah, I love bacon too. And so we ate our breakfast. And then afterwards, there's some pieces of bacon left over. And I just took them and threw them away. Like, are we training a whole group that there's things that you love and you can just throw them away? Like, you don't need them in your life. But the issue is, is that we don't have another word for it. Well, the good news is, is the Bible, the New Testament is written in a language called Greek. And in Greek, they don't have one word for love. They have four. So I'm going to give them to you today because they will help you realize there's categories or levels of love that you can experience in your life. And I think it'll help set you free. Here's the first one. It's philia. And here's what it means. It means friendship. Friendship, and here's all it means. It's like this is this is your 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 you know your boys, your girls, your your crew. This is your friends that you make, and your roommates, and those people that you were in the fraternity with, the sorority with, and in your they're your neighbors. These are friends. These are people that you choose, that you connect with, that you just have that that connection with. But the problem with this is this is the most surface level of all of our relationships of love because as you know, friends change and that friendship you have that you thought would last forever didn't last forever. But it is a level of love that is available. It's the love that a lot of you guys have for each other. It's that level of love, a friendship love. Then there's a second level. that's a little bit, little bit more intense and it's Eros. Ooh, Eros. Eros, Eros is short for it's 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 the it's the romantic type of love. It's the love that that is the love that is gives you all the feelings, all the emotions, all the, the this is the sexual love. This is the love that that you you think about when you see that guy or that girl, and your knees get weak, and you you know you just get the butterflies when you think about them. This is the love that is celebrated in our culture. It's the love that every movie's about. Boy meets girl, boy and girl fall in love with each other and they ride off into the distance onto their horses and they live happily ever after it's a love that's available for you today and then there's number three which is storge which is all seen throughout the scripture it's another level of love and this one is family family this is the ones you didn't choose but you love them you know it's like it's the kids it's the in-laws, it's the, it's the, the, you know, it's the mom, it's the dad, it's the aunt. Like there's something about it. You, you, some of them you would love to get away from, but you can't. And you just sit there and you go, you know, I don't know why, but I just love those people. I remember the very first time I had a baby, you know, our baby, we've had five, but we're having our fifth one soon. And so I didn't have any of them. My wife had them all. So when we were pregnant with our first one, you know, I, as a guy, I didn't really like feel anything. Like I didn't have that emotion towards it until I saw the ultrasound. You see the ultrasound, I'm sitting there and they're, they're doing it. I saw the ultrasound, saw the heartbeat for the very first time. And I was like, that's a human inside of there. Like that is a real human being and I love it. And I'll take a bullet for that child. What kind of love is that? That's the storge love. That's like that love that's mentioned all throughout scripture. But then there's a final level of love. This is the level that's the most intense, the most real that I want you to experience. And I believe the reason God brought you to Radiant today. And it's the agape love, which is divine. 
It's unconditional love. It's a love that will change your entire life if you will experience it. It'll, experience, it'll change how you deal with family and how you deal with romance and how you deal with friendships if you will get yourself founded in the love of God. 1 John 4 says it this way. Dear friends, let us, there's that word, agape one another. In other words, let the love kind of go out to everybody else. How? For love, for this agape love comes from God. Another version says that God is love. If you ever heard that statement, here's what it means. The best, greatest kind of love that's possible is only found in God. So you've been trying to look for it in your dad and look for it in your mom and frustrated it wasn't in your, your boss or that, that guy or that girl. I want you to know everything you've been looking for is found in God today. And so the Bible says in Romans chapter five, but God demonstrates his own, there it is, agape toward, for us in this, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. He demonstrated his love for us. And I believe in a few minutes you're gonna leave here totally impacted by that love. Here's why it's important for you to know about the love of God today during Daddy Issues Part 2. It's because of this. The love you experience determines the love you express. I'm gonna say it again because that's a good one-liner. And I know they're shot me down online, but let me say it again for here at South Tampa. The love you experience determines the love that you express. And if you're gonna learn to express great love to people and those who are hurting around you and your family and your kids, you've gotta learn to get a deeper level of love than just what is offered by this world. So how do we experience it in our life? Well, the only way for me to help you experience this love is to bring a friend of mine to the stage that if you were here years ago, I brought her on the stage. She helped me preach a message and it really impacted a lot of people's lives. And I've asked her to come back today to really reinforce this, this fact of looking for love in all the wrong places. So if you will put your hands together and welcome Tampa Tammy to the stage today. We are glad to have Tampa Tammy back. and. If you don't know about Tampa Tammy, she was a part of a series called uh, War of the Roses that I did years ago where I talked about how guys and girls date in today's culture. If you are a young adult or you're single, you need to watch the message. It'll change how you look at dating. But I introduced everybody to Tampa Tammy. And so she's going to help us because I'm going to show you guys how people experience love in all the wrong places in our culture. And they're missing out on what God has to offer them. So this this is the kind of flow that it normally starts with Tampa Tammy's looking for love and her first place that she goes is obviously to some friends, right? She is trying to find some good sisters that she can do life with and she's so excited because they're, they're, they're all besties. Like they're just besties, you know? They just like, they hang out, they sit at the pool, they only take pictures of their legs, you know what I mean? It's just what they do, you know? They go to Marshalls and they're like, have you smelled this new scent? Oh my gosh, it's amazing. So it's all the false scents and they're all excited and, and they're gonna be sisters for life. Like she gave her like one half of the heart, you know, necklace and she had the other half and she's like, we are in this forever. 
And little did Tampa, 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 Tammy know that really this is, this is such a surface level of love. She put her, her attention into this, these relationships, these friendships, and they thought they would last forever. But write it down in your notes. Here's the problem is that love that is experienced in friendships is fickle. This is going to help someone today because you're sitting there thinking, you know what? All I need is my friends to like me and friends are everything. Those friendships are probably not going to last. Just want you to know that. You're going to go off to college. They're not going to go with you. You're going to graduate college. You're going to move to different places. That person, this one got married, so she went off. So Tampa Tammy, they, they lost track and they got jobs. And the friendships that you thought would be with you forever, you now walk around disappointed wow. And frustrated and going, man, they don't care about me. Because you are looking for love in all the wrong places. There is a love that's greater than any friendship can offer you. So she goes, okay, I'm going to go to the next level. Since these people won't satisfy that love desire in my life, I'm going to find it in the one and only Tampa Tom who is back with us today. Tampa Tom drives up on the scene in his very feminine car that we are really excited about. And Tampa Tom is like super, look at those biceps on Tampa Tom. Like he is just, he spends hours at Crunch every day. You know, he's that guy at Crunch and he's got like the sleeves cut off and he grunts a little bit too much as he's lifting the weights. And some of y'all are sitting next to Tampa Tom right now. That's funny. And so, so she gets to know Tampa Tom, and she says, oh, it's just, this is that Eros love. This is that, that love that's all about the feelings and the way he makes me feel. And, 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 and Tampa Tom knew what to do. He drove her out to St. Pete. He's like, we're going to go out there, that new St. Pete Pier. <laughs> sunset, baby. And they have the moment at sunset, and they look at each other, and he goes, wow, you're like nobody else I've ever met. She's like, wow, you're so cool and so strong. And then they go in, and this is weird, isn't it? <laughs> Just got weird. I kind of got in my own world here, so. <laughs> but, but what nobody told Tampa Tammy that I don't know if you've realized is those feeding, feelings, here's what happens, that love that is experienced in romance is fading so the six-pack turns into a dad bod real quick. Like eventually, you know, they're so perfect until you realize they got bad breath. I promise you, they do. She's awesome until you haven't seen her without makeup. That's, that's not appropriate. There's just, it's fading. And there's moments in life where you have to realize if you build your whole life on the fact that I'm an experienced love in this other person who, by the way, is imperfect and has struggles and have issues, you're going to realize that what you were looking for will never be found in them You've been looking for love in all the wrong places. So here's what she does. She goes, well, there's got to be a greater level of love. And the Greek gives us it. It's called storge, which is the next level. It's kind of the pinnacle that this culture has to offer. And here's what the love looks like. It looks like family. So now she gets the house. She gets, I guess, a new guy because that one didn't go real well. She went the blonde instead. So good choice. So she went with him and... 
So she has the kids and she's got the house. She moves out to the suburbs. Isn't that the goal? Like, let's go to Lutz or to Apollo Beach. You know, that's, the, that's like the dream. And so she gets out there and these very kids that she prayed for and she wants so bad in her life are the very things that now drain her. The very things that frustrate her. This is what happens. You see, love that is experienced in family is frustrating. You notice that? Like, like you give and you give and you give and you say, oh man, I'm just gonna, I, I'm gonna do all this for them. And, and then you realize you find yourself empty and frustrated and go, nobody cares as much as I do. I'm the only one investing in this thing. And so you give and give and give and you realize that's not where love is gonna be found. And I believe today that Tampa Tammy has come, maybe she's at the Heights or here in South Tampa or at St. Pete or Brandon and she shows up today and she's gonna find love in another place which we call into experiencing the love of God. She's gonna experience today what I believe many of you guys are experiencing is a love that is that agape love because you can write it down in your notes because love that is experienced in God is foundational. It'll affect every other area of your life. And if you'll learn to make this love the primary focus and drive of your life, you'll see how it'll make you a better spouse and a better parent. Or, or if you're single, it'll help you do relationships so much better because now you have to compare it to what real love is. Or if you're sitting there and have friends, it'll help you realize that even though they disappoint you, you're not gonna live a disappointed life because your life is founded on the love of God, you can experience this today, amen? So in the next few minutes, here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna just talk to you guys for just a few minutes about the love of God. And I want you guys in the end of this service to experience God's love in a real way. Here you go, write it on your notes. Number one is that God's love is available. It's available for your life. You see, there's nothing worse than in a relationship of being that person that's like, you're on the edge of going, okay, I'm going to drop the L word. You know what I'm talking about? Like if you've ever been in a relationship where you're waiting to go, do they love me? Do they not love me? I don't know if it is. And, and here's why. Because as soon as you say, I love you, it opened up that whole can of worms that you're waiting, that you better hear back what? I love you too. Like the last thing you wanna do is like, I love you as a friend. Like that's awesome. We're like friends, we're like this level. No, I don't want to be that level. Like that's not what I'm, I'm going for. So there's, there's, this, there's this vulnerability when you open yourself up to go, do they love me back? Can I tell you something today? God loves you. God loves you. I don't know it, what you think and what you, how you were raised. Some people believe God's angry at them and God's frustrated with them. Here is God's attitude towards you. God loves you. God has a plan for you. And if everybody else abandoned you, that's okay because God loves you. Romans 5 says it this way, and this is what I want so bad for your life today. Romans 5, 5. But God's love, that's his agape right there, has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit. Notice it doesn't say into your head. Because there's a lot of Christians that are watching me right now. They know God loves them because of what he did on the cross. But they know it here. They just don't know it here. Wow. They, they, they know it as a fact, but they don't know it as a feeling. Yeah. And I want you to know, you're supposed to experience God's love. 
You're supposed to, that's why it, it's a passionate love that you're supposed to have with God. Where the Bible says you're not supposed to be cold, you're supposed to be hot, on fire for Jesus. How does that happen? You open yourself up to say, God, pour your love into my heart through the Holy Spirit. And I promise you, if you open yourself up today, you will see that God's love is available for your life today. Second Thessalonians says it this way, may the Lord direct your hearts into God's love. Something is directing your heart. Is that guy directing your heart? That girl? That job? That promotion? Those goals? I would challenge you today, let God direct your heart. He wants to direct your heart. And where is he going to direct it towards? Towards his love. And when you get a better understanding of the love of God, watch how it'll affect every other area of your life. Here's why. Because whatever consumes your heart will consume your life. It does. So a lot of people, they have all these other things consuming their life. And they realize, they go, man, no wonder everything is messed up. Because it's consuming your life right now, your heart. Let the Lord consume your heart. My goal at the end of this message is that you would have a vulnerable moment with God. Because I believe there's a big spectrum that are here. There's some people and you were once on fire, passionate, in love with Jesus. And you've let it wane and you're now down here. And this, you're going to heaven. You, you know what's right and what's wrong. You know God loves you. But it no longer affects here. You've made it all about this thought instead of about this heart, your heart. And I believe God wants your heart again today to experience his love. Here's the second one is God's love is countercultural. God doesn't love the way man loves. God doesn't love the way people love. You see, people's love is very transactional. You do this for me, I'll do this for you. you. As long as you're pleasing me, I'll please you. That's not how God acts. You see, man's love is about how can you serve me, whereas God's love is about how can he serve you. Man's love is what can I get out of it. God's love is what can I put into it. How can I, how can I lead, for, lead first? You see, Romans 5 goes on to say, verse 6, you see, just at the right time, when we were still powerless, we had nothing to give. God died for the ungodly. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous person, though for a good person, someone might possibly die. And then there's our verse, verse 8. But God demonstrates his agape for us, real love for us in this, that we are, while we are still sinners, Christ died for us. So I want you to know, it's different than the way the world uh, loves. God loves, here's, here's what I wrote in my notes. The world models love as a feeling. God models love as an action. That's so good. That's great. He, 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 he shows us in his actions. See, everybody else is about the feeling. And here's my problem. Listen, here's the issue when it comes to the, the, the romantic relationship because it's all about feelings. I just fell in love. Like you, like you tripped into the thing. Like they just make me feel this way. And if you'll feel your way into a relationship, you'll eventually feel your way out of it. That's good preaching right there. By the way, there's only one instance in the scriptures where it says a guy fell in love with a girl. So-and-so fell in love with so-and-so. And they use that phrase, fell in love. It's only used once in the scriptures. You want to know what the story is? Samson and Delilah. Go check out how that worked out for them. 
Because we've made this all about feelings. That's countercultural to God's way of loving. You see, as believers, we don't feel our way into action. We act our way into feelings. So we say, you know what? This is, it doesn't matter if I don't feel that love for my spouse. I'm going to act the way God wants me to act. And eventually the feelings will come. Can you give God a little better praise? It's countercultural. And here's why it's important that you know this. Because everything that God creates, the enemy, he will counterfeit it. Wow. He'll counterfeit it. He'll always give you a cheap version of what God can offer in your life. I experienced this real hand, um, firsthand when it comes to counterfeits. I was in Asia a couple of years ago with a, a team and our, one of our board members was there. And so we were walking around this market. And so this market sold normal stuff, but also sold some ripoff stuff. So I unfortunately bought a couple ripoff things that I thought were um, going to be cool. Like, have you ever seen me in Yeezys? I've never bought a pair of real Yeezys. I bought them in that market for like $10. So maybe you can tell the difference, but I'm just too cheap to do that. So I've realized the error of my ways. I shouldn't do it, but, and I won't do it anymore. But it was awesome to see all this stuff. So this lady walks up to us in the middle of this, of this market. She said, hey, do you want a Rolex? And I was like, yes, I would love a Rolex. She's like, oh, I have a Rolex good deal for you. I was like, I, I want a good deal. Like, I want a Rolex. I, I'm a pastor. I can't afford a Rolex, but I can get one of these Rolexes. So she takes us down this sketchy, sketchy back hallway. We go down this place. We go down this, like, random staircase. We're in this back alley, and I promise you, I'm sitting there thinking, okay, this is going to be on film somewhere. Pastor is in back alley buying fake Rolexes. Like, it was, it was, it was not a good situation. And I'm there with one of our board members. So I'm like, okay, well, at least I, I've got, like, some people that are, are my side here. So this lady like unravels this, this suitcase and inside of there's all these Rolexes. So I pick them up and I'm like, this is amazing. So we negotiate a deal and the guy that's standing there, one of our board members, he's like, Aaron, you know, it's crazy. I had that exact same watch. And I said, really? He's like, yeah, look. And he pulls back his hand and hits the exact same watch. Now his was not fake. This one was fake. So I was like, oh, well, let me hold yours. Let me see what it looks like. So it was interesting. I'm so excited about this, you know, $15 Rolex that I'm about to buy. And then I hold up that Rolex and then I hold up his Rolex and it's a noticeable difference in weight. Like you're sitting there and you're feeling it. And by the way, this one died one hour after I bought it. I learned my lesson, okay? And his, of course, is still going. So what is the thing? It's so many times in your life you are living a life experiencing this counterfeit and you have no clue what you could be experiencing if you got the real deal. I want to introduce you to the real deal today because if you will live your life in such a way that you're okay with the cheap thing that the enemy will offer you, you'll never get the greatness that God has for your life. You'll never get it. This is why, by the way, as for bank tellers, the way that they help bank tellers figure out what is counterfeit money versus real money it's simply this, they don't let them touch counterfeit money. They let them only handle the real deal. And if you handle the real deal enough, guess what? You'll be able to spot the counterfeit that comes along the way. Which, by the way, this is what will keep you from crazy relationships because you're not going off of the counterfeit that the world has over and over again. You're going, no, no, no. I know what real love is. And because I've experienced the real deal, I'm not going to go for a cheap imitation of what God can offer me. Come on, give God better praise than that. Amen? It's countercultural. 
And you got to know, listen, God's love is different than what the world has to offer. Here's the third one. The last one is this, is that God's love is the solution. I don't know what you're going through today, but what I've realized in my life, two decades of following Jesus is this, is that if I just simply experience more of God's love, it helps me overcome whatever I'm going through. It's the solution. Love is the solution. That's not some cool just slogan. It's the truth for your life. There's a verse in John chapter 14 where Jesus is talking and he says, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. I'm always taking that as like a real negative verse right there. The whole idea, it's like, it's very like condescending. Well, you better obey me if you love me. Tried that with my kids of, you know, y'all get your act together. You love me, you will get this place cleaned up. But that's not how God was speaking in this statement. Here's what he meant. And let me tell you, this will change your whole way of viewing it. He says, listen, if you just fall in love with me, guess what the byproduct of that is gonna be? You're gonna end up keeping my commandments. So you have two options. You can work on just keeping his commandments. How's that working out for you? And you sit in your room and you go, I'm not gonna sin, I'm not gonna sin, I'm not gonna sin, I'm not gonna do this thing, I'm not gonna do this thing, I'm not gonna fail, I'm not gonna fail. And what do you end up doing? You end up failing every time. Because that's not the solution God offers us. God's solution for us is just fall more in love with me. When you fall more in love with God, guess what the result is? You'll be able to overcome those things in your life. I truly don't believe you have a sin problem. I believe you have a love problem. And if you'll learn to deal with the, the love problem in your life, you'll overcome the sin problem in your life. See, the greatest deterrent for your sin is love. Just fall more in love with Jesus. And so many of you have an issue with that because you've seen terrible examples of love and friendships and terrible examples of love and romance and terrible examples of love in your family and your parents. And you go, I just have a hard time doing that. Would you open yourself up today to experiencing the genuine, real love of God and watch how it'll help you overcome in your life too. It's not just the thing that'll bring the solution to your life. It's also the thing that'll bring the solution to our world. Look what the Bible says, 1 John 4, we'll close with this verse. Dear friends, since God so loved us, since he agaped us, since he was unconditional to us, so we, Radiant Church, the people of God in Tampa Bay, ought to agape each other. In other words, this is our standard. The solution to the brokenness in our world today is not going to be some person that we vote for. It is going to be the people of God saying no matter how much hatred and division and struggles are out there, we are going to love people no matter who they vote for, what they look like, how they act, which church they go to. We will love people. That is what we're called to do. Why don't we stand to our feet at every location and here's what I'm believing over your life today. I'm believing over your life today that you're gonna experience the agape, real love of God. Let me, let me just close it out with, with our friend Tampa Tammy here. She's been such a help. Because here, here's what you gotta realize. So many of you guys are frustrated and drained and, and struggling in every other area of your life and you're trying to fix that. If I'll just ch fix my friendships issues or my romance issues or my family issues, and here's the, here's the solution. The solution is fall more in love with Jesus. Yeah. Don't just make it a mind thing that you know what God's done for you. Make it a heart thing. Say, God, help me passionately 
know that you love me and care for me. And the more you fall in love with Jesus, the better spouse, the better parent, the better boyfriend or the better girlfriend, the better friend you're going to be in your life. Because now you are not operating out of your own strength. You are now letting other people be, experience what you have experienced. You're operating out of the overflow of the love that God has shared to you. What if in the last minute we have together that Romans 5 5 became real to you that God would show your his love to you right now and pour it into your hearts not just making it a mind thing but making it a heart thing that God loves me God is for me God is on my side. Why don't you open yourself up today and say, God, I want to experience your love. Come on, every single person, say, God, I want to experience another level of your love, a depth of your love for me, of what you did on the cross, of your care for me right now, of your compassion for me, how you've never left me. You've never forsaken me. You're always by my side. Lord, let your people experience that love today. Come on, let's sing it out together. some people who have just dealt with issues after issues, feeling unwanted, unloved, feeling abandoned by people, and that's your view of love has been dependent upon the people that have forsaken you in your life instead of the God who has sacrificed for you. All over Tampa Bay, I believe as you're opening up your heart today, that as Romans 5, 5 says, God is pouring his love into that heart through the Holy Spirit even right now. Just open yourself up to say, God, I want to experience your love. Somebody, you've had a dad that walked out on you. You have parents divorced at a young age. Even somebody I felt like was put up for adoption at a young age, and you could just never understood, how could my parents not love me? The Holy Spirit is speaking to you right now and say, God is with you. God loves you. What you've looked for can be fulfilled partially in people. But it's fulfilled perfectly in God. God loves you. If 
felt like there was even somebody that you just, you, you, were, you had a date, like it was close. You were ready to get married and they, they walked out. They said, there's no way. And you felt that abandonment. There you go. There's just, I thought that was the greatest level of love and little did you know that there was a greater level of love that God wanted you to experience than even that. Lord, would you help people experience not just what you did for them 2,000 years ago, but how you love them right now. As the Holy Spirit is moving on so many people's hearts and lives right now, there's another group of people here that today that you don't have a relationship with God. And I want you to know you can. The Bible says it very clearly. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. He demonstrated his love for us. It was a love of action. And that is what God did for you. Now your turn is now to say, I'm going to respond in action. I'm going to give Jesus my life. I'm going to give him my past. I'm going to give him my sin. How do we do that? You make a faith decision. And it's a faith decision I'm going to give you in just a second. On the count of three, you're going to raise your hand and say, Aaron, today's my day. I'm putting my trust, my hope, my, my, my life in God's hands. I'm not going to do it my way. I'm going to do it God's way. And when you make that decision, I believe everything's going to change. He's going to give you a fresh start. He's going to forgive your sins. He's going to help you experience his love. And I believe it'll change your whole life as soon as you surrender your life to him. That's you on the count of three. I want you to throw that hand up, wave it at me, put it right back down. And I believe God's going to change your life as soon as you do. Ready? One, two, three. Throw that hand up. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Wow, so many people here today. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Those online, those are other locations, just wave your hand and put it right back down. Just pray this prayer. Why don't we all pray it out loud together at every location. Say, dear Jesus. Oh, let's say it loud. Dear Jesus, today I make a decision to give you my life, my past, my present, and my future. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for dying for me. I'll forgive my sins. And for the rest of my life, I'm going to follow you. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody that agrees says, come on, can we celebrate with those that just made the best decision of their life? Doesn't get any better than that. Thank you for listening to the Radiant Church Podcast. For service times or giving options, visit us at weareradiant.com.